G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Welcome to On The Rock, God's unchanging word for changing times with Dr. Camille Majdali, Director of Teach All Nations, Melbourne, Australia. Dr. Camille lived and studied in the Middle East, served as the principal of a leading Bible college and now travels the world teaching God's word. He has an extraordinary knowledge of the Bible and a dynamic ability to make God's truth come alive in a real, practical way. This episode of On The Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead by hearing and doing the words of Jesus. If we're going to live a life for God, and especially a life of service, we need to be instructed. And in today's program, Jesus is going to do precisely that for all who follow Him. Our series is entitled, The Kingly Messiah. Understanding the Gospel of Matthew, Part 1, a verse-by-verse audio commentary, part of our larger Understanding the Bible series. Here we have Jesus practicing the needful art of delegation. After all, if you want to win the world, you do need to be a team player, and in Jesus' case, a team leader as well. Well, of course, he does all that splendidly. And my philosophy is simple. If it's good enough for Jesus... It should be good enough for us. If Jesus had to delegate, we need to do the same. If Jesus invested in those to whom he delegated, time, training, pastoral care, well, we have to do likewise. I've learned a lot about this thing of delegation, and I'm still learning. But we do sell the vision. People then become stakeholders in it, and then we train them to help fulfill it. All for the same cause, a worthy cause extending God's kingdom, and seeing all blessed who are part of it. Our series is called The Kingly Messiah, and today's lesson is called More Instructions for Apostles, People Who Are Being Sent Out, Empowered and Sent Out. And our range of verses is Matthew chapter 10, verses 20 to 31. Now, I'd like to just read to you one or two verses out of all this, and it tells us, In verse 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell, are not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. Let us remember here that it's telling us what to fear and what not to fear. And like I have discovered and have shared regularly to my listeners, there's only one fear you need to have, and it's called the fear of the Lord. And as one great Bible teacher put it, when you have the fear of the Lord, it cancels out all other fears. So back to Matthew 10, verse 28, we're not to fear people who can kill the body, but him who can kill or destroy both body and soul in hell. Well, 
the only one that can do that, is God. Therefore, it's an invitation to fear God. And remember, the fear of the Lord is not living in terror of God, but in reverence, submission, and awe, and service, and obedience to God. That's the fear of the Lord, the beginning of wisdom, according to Proverbs 9 and verse 10. It tells us that God even cares for the sparrows. They may not cost much money in the temple treasury, but not even one of them falls to the ground, and he's not aware that the very hairs on our head are numbered. I don't want to put it irreverently that somehow God micromanages, but God gives an amazing amount of attention to detail as well as focusing on the big picture, too, and that we are to fear not, for we are of more value than many sparrows. That truly is a comforting thought. So in this lesson called More Instructions for Apostles, Matthew ten twenty to 31, we're going to hear that God is speaking. It'll talk about family disunity, how children and parents will rise up against each other, usually for the cause of Christ, but that the one who endures to the end shall be saved. It talks about the cities of Israel here in the Gospel of Matthew, that a servant is not above his master, but it's enough if he becomes like his master. And of course, any rebuke or abuse the master gets will also be given to the followers, but we're not to fear them. Nothing is hidden that shall not be revealed and shall not be shouted from the housetops. And as we've already learned, we are more valued than many sparrows, but the only fear that we should have is the fear of the Lord. It is to hate evil. It is to worship and serve him. It is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of knowledge. It delivers God's very, very best. And now I want to read to you from the entire segment here of Matthew chapter 10, verses 20 to 31. Our lesson is called More Instructions for Apostles. Again, the reference is Matthew chapter 10, verses 20 to 31. So let's listen carefully to God's word. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death, and the father the child, and children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. But when they persecute you in this city, flee ye into another. For verily I say unto you, ye shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man be come. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he should be as his master, and for the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and hid that shall not be known. What I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in light, and what ye hear in the ear, that preach ye upon the housetops. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father, but the hairs, very hairs, of your head are all numbered.' 
Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. Our reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 10, verses 20 to 31, and our lesson is called More Instructions for Apostles. All right, well, in our last lesson, we had instructions on how to live like an apostle. And the main caption, travel light. Watch out for duplicitous people. Be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. I mean, this is even about daily living in this corrupt world. Jesus then tells them that if they are taken to authorities to defend their faith, not to rehearse ahead of time what they're going to say, because, as we learn in verse 20 here, the reason you do not have to prepare ahead of time to answer your critics or your adversaries is because the Holy Spirit will give you the right words, the wise words, and do it at the very hour it happens. In other words, the right words for the right time to get the right result. God will speak through you. But don't worry how he's going to do it. Just trust him and it will happen. And so it should be this way in everything. Trusting God doesn't mean to have everything figured out ahead of time. Only some things will be figured out ahead of time at best. But the fact is, God and his ways are much higher than our ways and our thoughts. So we need to trust him. That's what Job needed to learn. That's what David needed to learn. That's what every hero of faith had to learn, to trust God at all times, whether it made sense or not. And then we get to this issue of family disunity of Matthew ten twenty one. This verse describes a very disturbing scenario. Family members betraying one another to the point of death. Now, that's how it will be in the last days. But can I also say, in one sense, it's not a new thing. If you have family members betraying one another unto death, it happened in the very first family. Think about Cain and Abel. Abel gave a worthy sacrifice. Cain did not. He got so jealous of his brother, he rose up and killed him. Now, again, as Ecclesiastes tells us, there's nothing new under the sun. But it appears that this will be a little more common and intense as we come to the end of the age. It talks of brother will deliver brother, and father will deliver child, and children will rebel against their parents and cause them to be put to death. Let us remember that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God unto salvation to all who believe. But the gospel is also sharper than any two-edged sword, and it will divide soul and spirit, bone and marrow, and yes, it will even divide families. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You came to faith in Jesus, and all of a sudden you were estranged from family members. And in some cases, you've been in the faith a while, they've been in unbelief the same while, and that chasm doesn't seem to be bridged very much. But don't give up. I prayed for certain loved ones for many, many years, and they did come to faith. And I learned that as long as there's breathing in their hearts and lungs, then there's hope. So it is important we persevere, but bear in mind that when we make that commitment to God, and it is the fear of the Lord, and it is the wise thing to do, and the right thing to do, but it can be divisive and confrontational. Take heart. 
Not only did the Savior point this out ahead of time, but you're in plenty of wonderful, godly company. So in Matthew 10, 22, endure to the end. We will be hated by all nations because of Christ? Question mark. This tells the extent of the global rebellion. Yet to those who persevere and keep faith, they will receive the fullness of salvation. After all, what else is there? Because without God, we are totally, totally in the dark. With God, we were always in the light, maybe not always out of trouble, but always in the light. And then Jesus makes a very interesting statement about the cities of Israel. Interesting and important verse. You will not have reached the cities of Israel until the Son of Man come. Let me put it this way. First, the apostles are instructed that if they're persecuted in one city, the city they're currently in, they are meant to flee to another city. Okay, fair enough. Then the Lord says they will not have gone over the cities of Israel until the Son of Man become. What does this actually mean? That they work the work of the gospel and that it will be incomplete when Jesus comes? Or that the events of Christ's coming will be so swift, even in the face of much persecution of the apostles in the cities of Israel? Is this a reference to the destruction of Jerusalem, which happened in A.D. 70? Well, you know, there are various opinions of what the meaning of Matthew 10.23 means. However, let's take it at face value. It appears that the evangelization of the quote-unquote cities of Israel will still be in motion when Jesus returns. And if that is the case, if I am giving you the simplest straightforward and plain definition, I ask this question, are we not seeing such things happen today? You might shrug your shoulders and say you don't know. But what I do know is that there are attempts now to bring evangelism to the cities of Israel. Evangelism, technically speaking, is not illegal in modern Israel because it's Western and it believes in freedom of speech and so on and so forth. Now, it doesn't mean you have a free ride in evangelism. It can be a rocky ride. You may not have legal impediment, but you can have cultural impediment. But regardless of how hard or easy it may be, is it happening today? Yes, it is happening in a variety of ways. And of course, not just in Israel, but throughout the Middle East and the world. Matthew ten twenty four, a servant a follower of Jesus, is not above his master. This verse needs no explanation. As disciples of Jesus, we will learn from him and become more like him. But we'll never be above him because he is Lord of all. Matthew 10.25, it is enough, again, stating the obvious. If a disciple is like his master or Lord, it is enough. If they call the master of the house Beelzebub, the same insult will be applied to the disciples. Now, Beelzebub was probably the same God worshipped by Ekron in Second Kings chapter 1, verse 2. And to refer to Christ with the same label is nothing short of blasphemy. So, this is what happens with undegenerate, willful, stubborn people who are blinded to the glory of Christ. Jesus tells us, not to fear such people. In Matthew ten twenty six, 
In fact, he comforts his followers by telling them, don't be afraid. Nothing will happen to them that he himself has not experienced personally. And of course, Jesus has overcome every obstacle and opposition. Furthermore, God, who sees and knows everything, will take every hidden thing and make it known. In Ecclesiastes 12:14, there is a promise of God bringing every work and secret thing into judgment, whether it is good or bad. Leave the judging and the vengeance to God. That's part of the spirit of meekness that inherits the earth. Leave it to God. Let him do the burden carrying and the heavy lifting, and you just be concerned of one thing, doing God's will and doing it well. God will take care of all the other details. And then in Matthew ten twenty seven, upon the housetops, Jesus shares with his disciples in secret or in the darkness, but that which benefits everyone is to be spoken in the light at the right time. What they heard whispered in the ear, they can and should proclaim from the housetops. Now remember, in Jesus' day, and even our day too, roofs in the Holy Land were flat and became another living space. Therefore, unlike our gable roofs today, you could have meetings and meals on the rooftop. You also have access to more people since you are outside. So when it's shouted from the housetops, please understand you have a ready-made audience. And then, as I've said earlier, Matthew ten twenty-eight, fear God. Again, frank instructions for apostles. Jesus says, do not fear the person who can only kill the body, but not the soul. The one to fear is he who can destroy both body and soul in hell, and we learn that one is God. And as one commentator put it, fear God, not hell. And then finally, the sparrows of Matthew 10, verse 29 to 31. Sparrows do not cost much, yet God notices when even one falls to the ground. All things are done according to his counsel. The hairs of your head be they many or few, are numbered by the Almighty. This demonstrates God's attention to detail and his infinite care and concern. From this, Jesus affirms that his followers need not be fearful. In the eyes of God, they are of more value than many sparrows. Because, let's remember, we were made in the image of God, and that makes us priceless. Now, our lesson is called More Instructions for Apostles. What is our lesson for life? The sooner you learn to die to self and come alive in Christ, the sooner you'll begin to bear much fruit in His name. Remember to visit us at our Facebook page, Teach All Nations Education, and thank you for liking our page. You can also go to our homepage, to subscribe to the free monthly Issachar teaching e-letter. We want to help you to become future ready with articles from the Bible, Victorious Christian Living, and current events in the light of God's Word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you have shown us in your Word how to live a selfless, meek life, not a weak life, but a life empowered by your grace where we heave all the cares of life unto you, and we just get on with the vision 
and the call and the ministry. Help us now in that spirit of meekness, in the fear of the Lord, empowered and filled by the Holy Spirit, to do what you've called us to do. And thank you, by your grace, we will win the prize as we cross the finish line. Through Christ the Lord, amen. Today's On The Rock was brought to you by Teach All Nations. If you would like more information about this ministry, to download podcasts, view our online store, attend special events, sign up for our teaching newsletter, make a donation to support this ministry, or to invite Dr. Camille to speak, log on to www.tan.org.au or write to us at Post Office Box 493, Mount Waverley 3149. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.